When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in the top right corner of this video, there is a poll for you to vote in. Um, basically, the, the question is, if you were given $10,000 in present day value of, of one of these five uh, assets or asset classes, um, and you had to hold it for 10 years, you could not touch it for the next 10 years, which one would you choose? And of course, the, the options are the US dollar, U.S. 10-year treasury bonds at the current rate, which is like 2.6, 2.7%, somewhere in that ballpark, between 25 and 3%. Uh, a 50-50 mix of silver and gold, Bitcoin, or some stocks that were basically weighted evenly to, to the S&P 500. Of those five options, which one would you choose? So vote in that poll. You know, this video, this poll is kind of based on a a video that I saw a long time ago is a poll, poll that was actually conducted by Ron Paul. I think it was over at his YouTube channel, uh, the Liberty Report, which I highly suggest you subscribe to. He he, you know I don't watch him today as much as I used to. In fact, it's been quite a while, but he really puts out some great content and offers really a a libertarian perspective on a lot of issues such as foreign policy, uh, the economy, politics, etc. So I highly suggest you check out his channel. Uh, but this poll really drives home the point of of why silver and gold is attractive to so many people that are not necessarily just looking to to build a huge return on their i guess investment or on their money their capital but people that are looking to preserve their wealth preserve their wealth i mean for all the talk in this uh community in the silver and gold community even on my own channel about the bull case for silver and gold which is a strong case and it's not something I'm going to stop talking about by any means. But for all the talk about how silver and gold are going to go up significantly, you know, one of the best things that they've done over the long term, over the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, is they've maintained their value. They've acted as a hedge. Now, yes, I mean, silver and gold, especially silver, certainly looks a little bit depressed compared to where it was in uh, you know 2011. Um, but, you know, I put out a video recently talking about why uh, it, it makes sense in many cases to choose silver and gold to save over the long term versus cash in a bank account, even a high yield account, right? There's certain counterparty risks associated with that. But even if you just look at the return on that investment over the long term, even with silver, you know, doing pretty poorly over the last, uh, uh, you know, six, uh, seven, you know, coming up on like eight years now, uh, even with that, you still get the picture that dating back to 2000, dating back to 1990, you would have been better off with physical silver and gold versus, you know, cash and a even an interest yielding account, even CDs, something like that. Um, in terms of, I guess, at least in U.S. dollar terms, although in many other currencies, gold and silver are doing even better 
better than in U.S. dollar terms. Of course, you're going to be dealing with different interest rates there and whatnot. But you know, this is why so many people, you know, there, there's kind of this this debate is, you know, oh, whether silver and gold are actually an investment. Um, and I do, you know, still strongly believe that they fit the category of an investment. You know, it's an asset that people can buy in hopes of it going up. You know, even the physical stuff, even not people that are trading, you know, SLV or GLD or options or whatever. Uh, but the idea that silver and gold are good at preserving wealth, maintaining their value over a long period of time uh, is, you know, for me primarily why I get into it, that and that it connects as a savings for me, you know, that that fits that criteria that I just mentioned. Again, do I think silver and gold are going up a lot in the future? Sure, I do. I think that there's a strong case for that, um, even even to outpace inflation, as, as I think we'll ex- eventually experience much, much more inflation in the U.S. dollar and many other, well, basically, you know, I couldn't say every, but most major fiat currencies around the world. Uh, but it does go beyond just that, right? There's a sense of security within it. You know, a, a great source, a great person that, that talks about this is, is Lynette saying over at ITM Trading, another great channel for you to check out. And, and she really talks a lot about the risk associated with keeping your money in, in accounts that you wouldn't think that there's a huge risk of. I mean, if you're holding your money in a bank account, sure. I mean, the the classic idea that people have in their mind is like, there could be a bank run, there could be a banking collapse or bail in or whatever, and you could lose that money, right? Um, but when it comes to other accounts like brokerage accounts, 401ks, um, uh, other, other types of of, of, I guess, funds where basically you're not holding it in your physical possession. You're holding in, in, in some various, some various entity is holding it for you. In most of those cases, she talks about how you're not, you know, really the legal owner of that, right? And how that can, whether it's through a bail-in situation or some other situation where you can effectively, you know, lose any sort of claim on that money because you're not the actual uh, owner. I mean, that's this isn't fiction that she talks about. This is kind of the reality of how the financial system works, and and that's that's the the beautiful thing about silver and gold is that there's not counterparty risk. I mean, one of you know a while ago I talked about uh, I, I made a video and it was you know I was looking at it the other day. I was looking at the comments somebody had commented or something like that, and it was I think don't make these mistakes with stack. And I was going over some mistakes I made, and you know one of the I think it was a comment that I pinned to the top was. Uh, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Basically, it was uh, the number one mistake you can make is not taking physical delivery, right? Over the long term, uh, paying somebody else to to keep it in a vault for you—that's fraught with risk, right? Um, whether it be confiscation or whether it be uh, just dishonest uh, accounting, right? Um, those are very real risks, um, and so you know. I, I, Time and time again, I mean, it keeps bringing me back to silver and gold as, as just being the one proven asset. I'm not saying this is 100% your portfolio, not saying that this is the end-all, be-all in terms of, of uh, assets to own, investments, or a way to preserve your wealth, or anything like that, right? Stocks have merit, right? Uh, there, there's a time to maybe have cash, right? Or be in cash if, if you are, you know, trading the markets. There's a time to be in treasuries. There's time for all of this, sure, at different amounts and different percentages of your portfolio. But silver and gold, there's a reason people call it the safe haven asset, right? And I think that that in the coming years, uh, that that um, status, I think, is can be regained uh, as kind of the premier safe haven asset, right? It's not going to be the dollar. It's not going to be U.S. treasuries. It's going to be silver and gold, 
right? Just because central banks are buying it doesn't mean that it fits its status. Just because JP Morgan is stacking silver uh, doesn't mean that it's going to go up a ton in the future. But, you know, those types of things are, are again, strong evidence to suggest that, that uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a bigger picture here to, 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 um, to understand, you know, I was listening to somebody uh, just, uh, I think yesterday, they're making the comment of, you know, why are central banks, um, maybe it was Lynette saying, I forget, uh, why are central banks using their own fiat to buy gold to, to you know, uh, hoard, you know, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, whether it's some other country around the world. And, and, and you know, it... I think it really says a lot about the the I guess motive, the you know underlying motive of, of some of these bankers, of some of these central bankers, that you know the 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 enemy of fiat is is hard money, is physical you know silver and gold or something similar to that, and so why would they be buying it? I mean, it's self-defeating. Uh, uh, it, it makes no sense. And yet maybe it tells us a little bit about that, that even if on the surface they're willing to talk up fiat and, and act like everything's fine and that 2% inflation is sustainable and that it's healthy and all that, maybe under the surface they know that there's something bigger going on here. Same thing goes for somebody like JP Morgan, right? Who has, uh, you know, the, the bank, Jamie Dimon, and various heads and whatnot have very close connections to to central banks to the government. Um, why are they hoarding silver at such large levels? Uh, that's really an aberration when you compare it to other large banks. I mean, there's not another big bank out there that's stacking silver like JP Morgan. Why are they doing that? Do they know something that the rest of us don't know? Or, you know, do they understand that, hey, this current system, we can profit off of it, just like central banks can exist and prop up this current system for a while, but they both understand that over the long term, or hey, over the next 10 years, if we had to choose, we'd choose gold, we'd choose silver to hold over that time period. So please vote in that poll. It'll be interesting. And I, you know, I apologize to my podcast listeners. I don't have poll options in the, in, in, in the podcast. But if you do want to vote, check me out over at Silver Fortune on YouTube. But as always, um, again, thank you guys. Uh, I, I always say, you know, the number one thing you can do to help out my channel is to watch this video, listen to this podcast. And you've already done that. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for doing that. I mean, if you want to go above and beyond liking, commenting, subscribing, leaving me a review over on various podcast platforms, those things help me out a ton. But as always, I'm just happy to have you guys here in the first place. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.